welcome to another poorly recorded version of Dr. Dr. Chris and Chris, I have no idea what this sounds like, but I think it's going to be terrible. So oh, let's just yes. lean into it. Chris, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I guess I'm probably better than you because I sound a little better than you. Yeah, so. you always sound better. I think that's just the nature of the beast, though. It's just who it is. It's what we are. Um, yeah. Do you uh, do you do you have any uh, fun fun tidbits to start start us off? I know you have bronchitis. I don't. I want I want to just put a disclaimer out there right off the bat that our our listeners should expect you to be coughing and hacking throughout this episode. <laughs> Maybe correct? we should just say you have bronchitis and that's why you sound so bad. Exactly. <laughs> ah, welcome to not for nothing. I have bronchitis. <laughs> if you and a nose cold, apparently a very vicious. Yeah. Vicious. That's what it sounds uh, like, actually. Chris, how you doing? Uh, I'm well. I'm better now. Yeah. Yeah. Cape Cod, all that, I, all that heroin gave you bronchitis. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I just. But, but mm-hmm. on the plus side, yep. it, that wedding did give us the greatest uh, Chris Mercer picture I think I've ever seen. So, <laughs> if you're a longtime listener, uh, never time caller, then you know Chris's fascination with the. Uh, the captain's hat. Yes. As a look. An old right. white man. On old old men, yeah. On old men, do you want to explain yourself? Um yeah, I, I mean, mean so explain your theory. The theory was that I've noticed like like after certain people have died and you sort of start Googling them, they there's the as as in their later years, they all seem to be wearing like the like the generic phony captain's hat. Like uh, the yacht, yachtsman. Yeah, hat. yachtsman. Like they're listening to soft rock and they put the captain's hat on and they're like, you know. Um, you know, that, so, so there was a photo booth at the wedding and, uh, uh, I happened to see that there was a captain's hat on the table. So I was like, God damn right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that thing on there. <laughs> and, uh, and I figured someone would probably be posting in these photos at some point and the social media. And I was going to see if you would uh, catch, you know, pick up on it. Well, Chris, I think that you're shorting the story or a, a little bit because there's, a second part of your captain's hat theory that you're missing out on, uh, which is that you believe it's a it's a uh, signal like a like a sign oh, to people right. that you're that that person wearing the hat or you <laughs> in this in this instance is into motorboating. <laughs> Am I wrong? Well, I think that's just sort of the um, that's sort of the. Uh, the, the, the bonus, you know, side effect oh, the of, bonus, of the hat. The bonus, you know. okay. So the it's, hat uh, is it's a, just a, it's, it's, it's a like if boat. it happens, it happens kind of thing. And like the guys, I'm sure, are always like, you know, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a motorboat and son of a bitch here, you know. And yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're actually I mean, telling. Well, probably those guys are all probably old and dirty, so I'm sure they are telling the women anyway. Well, but, I, uh, I was thinking of old and yeah, dirty. I, I think there's I probably <laughs> some sort of weird pervy side, you know, benefit to this that everyone's hoping for who wears those hats. I will be sure to, to post as clear a picture as I can on the next Instagram uh, post, probably for this episode, of you. So all of our uh, listeners can see how, like, it, that hat alone aged you, like, 20 years and put on, like, 70 pounds. You looked insane. You looked insane in that picture. You have, like, nine chins. You can't see your eyes. Like, you look like a guy whose glasses are so thick that, like, there's just no eyes. Uh, and you're I'm, smiling. You're smiling like the most fiendish motorboating smile. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm a motorboat the shit out of someone tonight. Like it is. Like maybe really it will be my wife. Maybe it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> the 
was that was it's a piece of work and i was so happy to stumble upon that uh actually in in your wife's instagram so uh, i i gotta tell you like i cape cod i just 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 not agree with me at all at, at any point if, if i looked that terrible in that picture um, no, I'm not saying you look terrible. You are a handsome gentleman. Well, I, I was a completely look- different looking person in there. And that's, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. It's yeah, like as soon as you put that hat on, like you become somebody else. Yeah. Well, it's I think, yeah, maybe you're onto something. It's Cape Cod more than it is than it is the hat. Yeah. Um, I, I do appreciate that we've taken the first uh, part of both of the last two shows to shit talk Cape Cod, though. I will say that's that's been a nice <laughs> – a nice touch to our summer pods here. <laughs> Got a summer destination you like and been going to with your family for yeah. a couple of decades? Yeah. Well, fuck it. Yeah. Don't go to Cape Cod. <laughs> Don't fucking go there. <laughs> Next week, Martha's Vineyard. Right. It's fucking dog shit. <laughs> Anywhere on Long Island. Stay away. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude, speaking of Long Island, and this is barely topical. We're about two days late on this, but... I think it's appropriate that we uh, we bring up the bagel boss. Um, oh. Five feet of fun, the angry man. Uh, I got a text message from you the other day. Yeah. And the text message read simply, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I won't do it justice unless I read it appropriately, so hold on. I will, I will actually say, oh, want to have a good laugh? Google bagel boss. Then imagine Randy Newman's short people. <laughs> Yeah, Which man. Which is one of my favorite songs. And, yeah. and by now, all of America has seen The Bagel Boss. I'm sure now. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on Bagel Boss? Uh, the, like, go fuck this. Go fuck yourself, little man. Really? Like, yeah. Sorry, but I, I don't. I'm not, I don't have any sympathy for this guy. He just all of a sudden he just blows up for no reason because he thinks some woman behind the counter like smirks at him or makes a funny comment or something. And then he just starts yelling at everybody and he wants to try to, he thinks he can fight everybody. Well, I think and yeah, he's telling so, all the women like who are like, are the worst people in the world because they, they call him short uh, online on dating sites and get off dating sites, man. Like, okay. Then well, stop, stop, like, stop, stop right there, Chris. Okay. First thing first, listeners, Google bagel boss. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> come back and start right here. Cause it will make a lot more sense. Yeah. Second of all, the video starts clearly after he had said some fucked up shit because this person was like, oh, this guy's going off. Yeah. I need to start recording this. Right. So I don't even think we're getting the meat of of what he said and probably beneficial to him because I have a feeling if it only took, you know, 30 more seconds of him losing his shit to get tackled by what looked like a giant human but was probably a normal sized human <laughs> – uh, I, I, so there's a lot of unseen and that maybe it even makes, makes it somewhat artistic that you get in the clip itself. You, you don't really get the full breadth of the thing. I, I, t- I tend to feel sorry for him. I mean, not because he's an asshole, but because in that moment when he's like losing his shit, I get a sense of how alone he really does feel and i think that being a five foot two human being probably lends to that so i did feel some sympathy for him but i tend to side with you i think go fuck yourself yeah i mean listen we all have problems we all have issues and like this guy's i i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it and everything but this guy just feels like he's one of those guys all thinks he, now he's like empowered now because of this day and age and he hates women so much that he can start telling them all off 
and because how he gets poorly he gets treated when he actually does the same to everyone else himself here. So it's so like I don't. I don't you think it's a short man's complex? Do you think that that's, this is a clear case well, the whole of thing, well, well, when he first confronts the first guy and he's like, you want to go outside? I'm not afraid of you. And he like, butt, he like belly, he tries to chest belly him up or whatever there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's a total little man's complex where he's overcompensating, where he thinks he can fight this guy. Maybe he can. I don't think he could, but maybe, maybe he could actually, maybe he's a little scrappier than he seems like. I will say though that my wife is five foot tall. She's five foot mm. even, maybe a little shorter. Yeah. And yeah. that guy is way shorter than comparable to what my wife is on me. So I think that yeah. guy's even bigger and taller than me. So I think that guy is really tall, huge, who tackled oh. him and smothered him. Okay, okay. The other funny so, thing about that, though, is that guy, he, that guy didn't punch him. He didn't choke him. He just laid on top of him. Yeah. And was like, got, calm the F down. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got off of him. I thought maybe he was like, that was just a lawsuit waiting to happen. I, I don't know. I definitely think that there, it's a, it's a, it, the guy just has a chip on his shoulder from yeah. being short. Yeah. Not unlike, get ready for first awesome segue of the Ooh, show, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> who is the bagel boss of the NBA. <laughs> if there was ever a bagel boss of the NBA, it's Russell Westbrook. Am yes. I wrong? Oh, 100%. 100%. That guy, like the body language, the, the, the fuck the world attitude, the shit talking until stuff goes down. Yep. And now he's like rolling deep with it. He's like, you know, guy grew a beard and he's like trying to get on like a reality TV show. That's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So, 100%. Incident, incidentally, uh, some maybe the last big moment of the free agent or the current, I, I don't know, what would you say? Like, I guess the free, free agency lasts for a long time. So there sure. could be other moves. But this feels like. The last big one, maybe. The last big one. And this was one we shouldn't have even seen. No one saw it. Right. No, so who knows what could fucking happen? But Russell Westbrook goes to Houston, rejoins James Harden in a deal that sends more picks to OKC, uh, so they can start their rebuilding process. Blah blah blah. Um, what good or bad? Did you like this move? Did you not like this? Move? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, kind of, kind of like the same attitude with Bagel baby <laughs> bagel boss or whatever is like yeah fuck him you know like why not just you know who cares like it, it's I, it couldn't be it can't be any worse i think than what what they were going through with with chris paul right and like right. obviously Harden and paul weren't getting along and they didn't necessarily want to play with each other and especially i think Harden. and so bringing in a guy who again you you might actually be friends with and who apparently they both wanted this to happen and play with each other, and they still are on good terms or good relationships, even though from years ago, I thought it, I thought it was always the story was like contentious. You know, yeah, and Harden didn't want yeah. to play with those guys anymore, and the whole thing. But yeah, well, that I mean, was Harden, also six Harden years ago. Never can turn on a dime. Remember how much he wanted to play with Chris Paul? Sure. So absolutely. So we'll see. The thing I, I do actually like about this though is this kind of actually might work out in. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it'll work out in the in the attitudes that they presented at the end of the year uh is that you know chris paul is kind of a he's a dick he's got he's got little man's complex actually yeah um but and then when chris paul was trying to run the offense or whatever like harden was over off the side just taking a few plays off and maybe that's kind of what he wants and he wants the other guy just to be like yeah i'll I'll do this and not yell at him for not stepping up and, and and doing half a job when he doesn't have the ball in his hands so now he can be like, hey, Westbrook, you take the ball, you do your thing. I'm going to hang out here and take a few plays off because I usually work my ass off all game long. That I'm actually, this is actually what I want and I'll, I'm looking forward to this. And maybe this kind of 
works in a weird symbiotic way that that it's not supposed to technically work. Well, I mean, I think that you have a good point, and you could say almost the exact same thing about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right. He likes to take plays off. Yep. He gets a lot of heat for taking plays off. Exactly. He works his ass off. Yep. But you have to bear in mind, this are, these are, until last year, the last two MVPs, right? You've got two MVPs on a team. Mm-hmm. If this offseason hadn't been this bonkers, this would be, I mean, I don't even know the last time two MVPs were on the same team within the last, like, three years. You know, like, that's... It's fucking crazy. I mean, well, besides, uh, oh no, I guess no, Curry and Durant, I guess, but ah, uh, yeah, what, what, was Durant ever an MVP? I don't know. I, I'm sure he I think was. He, was. he I had, think had to have been, right? Yeah, yeah, he had to have been. Right. I, I, I think that the big loser in this uh, is neither team. I think it's Mike D'Antoni because <laughs> Russell Westbrook is gonna fuck. He'll run him out of town. Like he's not gonna run, he's not gonna play the offense that D'Antoni wants to. I mean, he'll he'll love to play that defense, but he can't shoot threes. He's just he. I don't see how, I don't see how it works in D'Antoni's system. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, you're right. That's the that's the one. I mean, Westbrook and Harden are kind of mirror images of each other, except for the fact that Harden or Westbrook can't shoot threes, like you said. Right. So, yeah, in, in that sense, um, it, it's not an ideal fit, but I, I think they'll they'll make it work. I think it can work. I just don't think it can work the way that the team is currently constructed. Right. Uh, to use a cliche, but yeah. I think that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, it's going to have to work like in a in just in a different, a little bit of a different way um, than how they how they have been doing. Because Chris Paul is actually a pretty decent three point shooter, especially when he's sitting outside wide open and he can just knock those down. So um, maybe in that sense, uh, you know, that's a little better for Westbrook too to some degree where he can just sit out there and take a playoff or just stand by the three-point line and fire wide open threes and maybe that helps him like a percentage or two but i do like your your idea about the d'antoni um being run out of town because he's still only on a one-year contract so if he doesn't yeah. if he doesn't get re-signed like it's funny how like westbrook wanted to play i think toward d'antoni in the system because he likes the system but this whole thing could last a year and all of a sudden they bring in a new coach and then the whole thing is just completely like screwed again like it's well, a, it's so a fascinating a, like sort of soap opera here going on within within the next 12, 12 months. There's a cliche that people like to use right now, which is like win now. Like this is this is Houston pushing all their chips in. Right. Which I I mean whatever they've been they've been pushing their chips in. I think teams that want to win push their chips in. I don't know how many GMs are there like worried about their 2024 draft picks because they don't fucking plan on being in town that right, long. Right. So it's I hate that rhetoric. That being said, I think that like for for a win now team, it still doesn't feel constructed correctly. I just I feel like there something is it's just I don't know. I don't it's not I I don't see this working out exactly the way if it's honestly, I think that this works worse than the team that they had last year. But but that's just because the landscape in the West is so fucking crazy. Right. And and maybe that's the only positive out of this is that it's so crazy that even as bad as it just as this, might work. It just might work. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like I mean if like you think about it, like they, they still played Golden State pretty well this season, even though they lost what in five or six games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um you know, like so with Westbrook you're I mean, you have a couple of pluses and a couple of minuses, you know, compared to Chris Paul potentially. So like they're not any I don't know if they're any necessarily worse off, but they're not any better off. They're just kind of stagnant. But with with everything else that's happened, 
who's to say they still can't make it to the the conference finals or even the finals and potentially like it's not that crazy to think that you know they've they have been good for the last couple of years why you know it's not like they're going to drop off and all of a sudden they're like the eighth seed in the in the west so daryl morey is a big like you know he he's mr he's mr stats guy right like mm-hmm. that's his that's supposedly he's, He's, Mr. Right, analytics. Right, Mr. Analytics. I don't see how this falls into any sort of it's analytic not. concept. This is more of a Sam Hinkie move. This is just get the best guy possible yeah. for I, the least amount. Like, I, I feel like this is just a talent move. This is like a uh, – it, it doesn't feel like an analytics move. And it also feels like Daryl Morey's just like, fuck it. I'm probably not going to be here that much longer. I'm going to try this thing and see what happens. That yeah. Am I wrong? No, that's all he's been doing for the last three years or whatever. He just keeps – I think Maury's been living off that reputation of, of years ago where he was all about analytics and going to those conferences and trying to use those numbers. And at a certain point, he just went, as soon as the, the Warriors happened, he was like, fuck it, I got to acquire talent. I got to yeah. try to go head-to-head with these guys, which yeah. is, again, the wrong way to do it because you can't replicate what Golden State did. So the fact that he just keeps trying to add all superstars and all these guys, you know, these kinds of guys and, and trading and trying to get Jimmy Butler or whoever else he can, that's all he's doing is just trying to create, put the most amount uh, of high-end talent on this team and just trying to make something out of it, which so, I don't think is a good idea. I agree. I, here's what I think. I think Daryl Morey used Sam Presti yet again who because at the end of the day, the fucking Oklahoma City Thunder didn't want to be a repeat tax team. The reason they got rid of fucking Harden was because of salary cap. The reason they got rid of Westbrook and Paul was because of salary cap. And you could call it a rebuild. Call it whatever the fuck you want. But I think that I personally think that Oklahoma City doesn't want to get into luxury tax and repeat tax issues. So they shed fucking talent. And suddenly a team that had Ibaka, Durant, Harden, and Westbrook and should have won multiple NBA championships have not shit. And are fucking rebuilding in a shit market with fucking Chris Paul. Absolutely. Like, I, I that's not a win, Sam Presti. I, I never thought everyone fucking jocks that guy. I don't think he's as good as everyone talks. I I think Daryl Morey jobbed him. I th- I don't think that this is like that that significant of draft picks that they got for him. And it, and I, yep. they were I agree. and, and it, to me that's it's a disservice to Russell Westbrook, who I could give a fuck about. Like, right. I don't like Russell Westbrook, but, like, I mean, I guess he gets to go to a place where he wants to go. I don't know. I felt like he liked being in OKC doing what he was doing. Well, he did, and I think I think that adds to your point, again, about the team, how, you know, like, they, I don't think they're not a big enough market. They don't bring in, I don't think, enough revenue on their own to sustain themselves and be in the luxury tax and have to pay those high bills. So they're always going to have to tear this down at some point and start over again. And... To your point, though, with Westbrook, he, he was. He was all in on that team. He got the big contract. He wanted to be there. He wanted to be the man on that team. They brought in Paul George for him to try to help him, you know, compete and stay relevant. Once he went away and Westbrook's like, listen, I, I can't I can't do this on my own here. Like, I can't just oh, – I can be that. the guy, but I'm not going to win, so I got to go somewhere else and do that. So I think they were still on good terms, you know, between him and the organization. And everything you read about that it points in those directions. So I, I think this is sort of amicable about, listen, yeah, we'll do right by you. We'll send you somewhere else if you don't want to be here and on this team because we're not going anywhere and we got to cut a, a lot. I mean, they, they traded Jeremy Grant. They're, I mean, they're trading everybody they can just to get yeah. their, as far down uh, on the pay scale as possible. So, like, there's, there's no way this team is, is, can ever sort of, you know, I guess I should say it's going to take them at least five years to, to try to build back up to this. To be able to like afford, I guess I should say, to, to afford to be able to do it this again, if possible. 
which I'm not convinced of that this team can because of, of the situation in the city and all that kind of stuff that they're in. Um, so let me ask you this. Is this a chance? This is a, I know this is super far-fetched, <laughs> but did your mind, did it cross your mind? Like 100%. Okay, it did. You know, you know what I'm going <laughs> to yeah, say, right? Yeah. Okay. What What do you think? Is this is, uh, you know, when you had mentioned that OKC could actually go back to Seattle, uh, I, I was like, no way, that's not fucking possible. But suddenly, it does seem like kind of, it, like it could happen. Am I crazy? Is well, it? Do, what do you think? Well, you know, so I mean, this kind of gets into the the nuts and bolts of of of, uh, you know, revenue and, and how a team is able to, like, afford its its position in the city, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the best way to say it. But, you know, it's not to me, it's not out of the realm of possibility where if if, if they could, if they're not making enough money, I guess, to sort of sustain themselves and now they have a shitty team, you know, this might take three or four or five years where if, if they can't build it back up to where it was, are they going to be able to generate generate enough revenue with like fan interest and local TV media, all that markets, blah 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 blah? So, and then someone comes along and goes, "Hey, we'll give you you know two billion dollars for this." Wouldn't you don't think that guy would take it? Clay, fuck yeah, yeah you would. Right. I don't, there's, there's I don't already, think. I, just I, saw I also don't know how old that guy is. He could be fucking in his seventies. He might be like ready to pull the trigger and fucking right after the sunset. His business partner killed himself. Right. So, I, and I don't know what the ownership group looks like. Well, his, I, the guy that killed, the guy that died is like his, his 22% stake is, is up for grabs right now. So if somebody wanted to, they should swoop in and take that and sort of wait this out potentially here. Where's, where's, where's Schwartz when you need him? I, uh, I, it's, it's, I still like my take that it's going to be Charlotte and the way that fucking Michael Jordan has been ruining that team. uh, It doesn't feel like it's that far-fetched anymore. I think both of our ideas to jock ourselves, if there is a team that's going to move to Seattle, it kind of feels like one of those two teams. It's probably one of those two teams. I've always held out that it's like Orlando's also in that position because what does Orlando really have or brought and and can, can sort of justify themselves as an organization? Like not much. And the only problem is that they are owned by the Amway, Amway family or yeah. they started Amway. So they probably have a, a billion dollars that they can just play with anyways. Yeah. Whereas this McClendon guy or uh, Bennett or whatever, all these guys, like I know they're like oil energy guys or something, but they don't have that much money. I think they put all their money into this organization to think that they could sustain itself. And that's where, I, that's where I'm not sure that that's possible, even in this day and age of all the revenue that these teams do bring in and share. So, so here, let me let me make a hypothetical situation for you. Mm-hmm. Seattle gets OKC. Let's say it happens in three years. Sure. Are you excited about getting this team back? Are you one hundred percent? One hundred percent. The wrong has been righted. Okay. Okay. Right. And, and like, you, and, and you, we still get. And and you, no. get you get you get a, a young and exciting Darius Baisley. And possibly some other cool Shea cool Gilgis hit. Alexander. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah there's, there's plus all those draft like, picks potentially, and then you clean yeah. house, you get someone another GM in there. Like I don't I don't hate Presti, but I don't like him. He, you know, I, I think he's a little overrated, like you said. Like he's he's living off of those three draft picks, basically. And he really hasn't done much since. He's made some good trades here and there. He's done okay, but you yeah, you clean house, you start fresh, you bring the jerseys back, the, the name, the whole thing, and and you know, kind of forget that the last ten years happened. Yeah. I mean, luckily, there's no there's no banners to to get rid of. Although you would have to keep 
what's his face as a retired number? Who is that schmo, that white guy that they... Nick Collins? Yeah, Collison? yeah, yeah Collison. Darren Collison. Is that who it is? Nick, it's Nick. Nick Collison, yeah. Nick Collison, you have to still have his... I think he would unretire no, his number. Actually, you don't, because that's a, that's a retired Oklahoma City jersey. Yeah. So you can just be like, listen, I can stay in Oklahoma City. You can keep it in your arena down there. <laughs> That'd be so fucking awesome. Wow. This just looks better and better. It yeah. looks better and better. I hope it, I hope it happens. The only problem um, with all this is that potentially we still have to pay Chris Paul would be on the team, and that would be the worst thing possible. He's that, only, it's only on a three-year deal, though. It would be over. That's true. So, yeah, as long as, all right, so they could keep the team for three more years, and then after that, they go back to Seattle. Exactly. <laughs> that feels perfect to me. <laughs> I'll be I'll – be, I will uh, – Kristen will have – my wife, for those who don't know, will be done with her residency, and we'll both, all four of us, you and me – uh, and our wives will move to Seattle and, then, and just li- live it out. Uh, much to <laughs> much to uh, both our wives' chagrin. Right, and then perfect. maybe at that point, Durant is retired and gets an ownership stake in the Sonics. You know, oh, like wow. whatever. Like he did love he did love Seattle. Yeah, he did. He always he always talks well about it. It's the only place that he ever seems to have liked. I don't know. Like it, maybe he was he was that affected by them moving and leaving that he just he hates everything else about the NBA, about the other cities and teams or something. I'm not sure. Well, let me, that's interesting. I was thinking about this t- just today. I'm glad you kind of brought it up in a roundabout way. What is it with NBA players, especially, that always want to go back to their hometowns? Like, I, I, I mean, I guess I get it in Kawhi's instance because LA's dope. But like, <laughs> there's always this like idea that like Kevin Durant wants to go to fucking DC because he grew up. There. Like, I, it, what the fuck is the draw? I, I think to, that's like, a- I think that I, I've always thought about the two, and, and I, th- I I believe honestly, like eighty to ninety percent of the time, I feel like that's just media made, where people just need to add a, like one little tidbit to like a reason, you know, give it's them like, a reason. It's like it's trying to create a take. Yes. I totally fucking agree with you. I right. know I've been very agreeing yep. or uh, with you this episode, but like, it, I think it's just like, oh, here's our take, and here's some proof that right. he's from this area. Obviously, he has to he has to want to go back there. Like, I don't. That's not – I think most of the time that's not true. I think some of those times, yeah, the guy says, like, yeah, I just want to go back. You know, I like – I'm from the area. I want to go back there whatever. I got family. Fine. Whatever. But most of these guys, they, they don't care. They don't care. If they're, you get if paid. They miss, if they miss their friends or their parents that much, they fucking move them to wherever the fuck they are. Like, yeah. it's like – Or you go I, back I, in the off season and you hang out or whatever like a totally, lot of guys do. Yeah, totally. I, I don't think – and, like, Durant, obviously, I don't think that was ever true. I don't think he ever wanted to go back to D.C., no, it wasn't true with Mello too, and right. everyone always said that too. Right. So yeah, I, 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 a lot of times I feel like that's 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 a total fabrication of of people trying to, like you said, you know, put that in there as like as a justification for oh they obviously you know it's like when they always make trades, trying to make trade ideas, people are like oh yeah well you know obviously you you know you would trade him to Miami because he's like from Alabama and it's like yeah. what no that's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. And it's and it's never the case it's with like lazy. a baseball player. No one's ever like, oh, he wants to move to Miami so he can be close to like Cuba. Like that's a, <laughs> right. you never hear that fucking. It's the thing is, is it's part of the take machine. Yeah. And this like, kind of leads me into my other thing that I wanted to bitch about a little bit this week, which is like the I the best part of free agency this year, the best part of NBA free agency was seeing how many people didn't get shit right. 
Like, I loved it. I loved it. All these fucking takes. And thank God for Kawhi Leonard. I love him for fucking making everyone. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Chris Broussard, Stephen A., Bill Simmons. Who's supposedly Daryl Morey's, like, number one guy? Noah, he did a whole fuck. Simmons and, and Rosillo did a whole show where they just said that Kawhi was going to L.A. Lakers. Like, <laughs> it has been so fucking awesome to watch everyone try to swing and miss. And, and this is why I have to give mad shouts mad props or mad whatever dated slang terminology I'm trying to come up with to Mike Vorkanov for not making any takes, not making any guesses, not taking any swings. Yep. Like when he was on the pod, he was like, I don't know. I'm just excited. It's going to be crazy. Like he didn't, I tried to bait him into making some predictions. <laughs> I didn't take the bait. No. And, uh, and somehow with him leading the charge, we come across as a sports podcast that didn't try to fucking predict shit and just appreciated it and have just come out shining. It's been clean. It's been fun. It's been yeah. like crazy, mad, unbelievable. Like what has been transpiring and, and it's like, just relax and enjoy this. It's like watching games instead of trying to t- tell us who's always going to win or what the outcomes are going to be. Just, just let it be and, 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 and talk about what actually happened instead of what you think is going to happen. I totally agree. I think, uh, and it's also been really hard to gamble on. So I think that that makes it easier for us to sit back and try not to predict it. Uh, it's just not something like you can't gamble on. Where's Russell Westbrook going to get traded? Right. Like after Chris Paul right. or after the whatever Paul? What the fuck is his name? Something Paul. Paul George leaves. Like it's it's been fun to just watch it because from a us standpoint, we don't have to make up any like. You know, you don't have to put odds on it. Right. Well, and, and like who was going to predict Houston would actually get involved in this? And you would think that OKC would actually take Chris Paul back in a trade like that. Like that. Yeah. That is so unbelievable. You would never bet on that because you didn't think it would be possible. Although the one thing I, I will say about betting is I, I, I had notes on this from weeks ago is, you know, you know, there was the rumors with K, Kyrie and, and, and KD like going to the Nets and the Nets were still both of those. Uh, both of those players still were like plus 350, plus 400 going to the Nets. They weren't the favorites at all. Oh, shit. And the last time I saw that, and yet the, uh, everything that said, you know, kind of said that they were going there, and yet the odds were still sort of uh, um, not in their favors, which I thought was actually amazing. So that would have been of, if I actually thought about it more, I probably would have said, like, take, put money on those two as, as like, you know, um, a really strong, a strong bet. Well, I'm sorry I didn't give you the opportunity to do that. No, I never. No, but that was my thing. Like, I never even thought about myself, like, to say, like, and talk about it because it just, the whole thing was so crazy and nuts with with free agency and what who's going to go where and nobody knows anything. That was like, why even try to have fun or even discuss this and try to make money off of it? Right. Well, thankfully, uh, you came to my service and gave me those sweet Holland tips. Which I pushed a little too hard. I, t- I put a little scratch on him to win the final because the odds were so fucking through the roof. Uh, <laughs> but the but the orange did well. It was kind of sad because like I really rooted hard for Holland, and then everyone was all caught up in like the excitement of the U.S. winning, and I was like not rooting for it. So it's like <laughs> I, I felt like such like a like a strange outlier. I was like, ah, well, go live somewhere else if you don't want to be American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Like, I, like, it, you know, we had our orange shirts on. We were watching it in the house. Like, we were like nil-nil at half. We were like, woo! Like, other people were like, what the fuck? And then, and then like, on social media afterwards, everyone's like, yay, America. And I was like, I mean, kind of. 
<laughs> I, like, I guess nah, I don't know. Nah, yeah. Whatever, uh, not really. Yeah. So, so and I like I that Megan Rapino. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Do I? I think I. I maybe maybe I'm siding with Trump a little bit. I think she, she's a big, a bit of a big shot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's, she's fantastic. What does she really they're, do? What does she really do? She, uh, they're all you know. fantastic. Yeah. Did you did you uh, happen to? Did you happen to watch? You know what I should do actually. When you, I'm gonna save my bet slip. So when you come visit me in Pittsburgh, we'll cash it in, and I'll give you half of that bet slip. I'll make you go to the casino with me, <laughs> Great. And, then, and, then, and then we can, and then you can put some more bets. It'll be fun. It's It'll like be a, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can put some yeah. N- or we can put some NFL bets or something on it. And uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? Did you happen to watch uh, the ESPYS? Speaking of uh, women's soccer, no, no, I don't watch the ESPYS. Jesus. Oh man, what's wrong well, with you? You don't watch. You wait, did. you don't watch any sort of awards ceremony shows at all for anything else. But you watch the ESPYS? I didn't watch the ESPYS. Of course I didn't. It was a my wife's birthday. B it was the fucking ESPYS. <laughs> but like we do know, you know, like our our dear friend Dylan Nation's wife produces the ESPYS, or at least is a producer on the ESPYS oh. for ESPN. So we shouldn't that. shit talk it too hard. Although <laughs> we can because it's miserable. But all award shows are miserable, right? Uh, I I do know that that uh, that I got a text message from the intern who clearly thought I would be watching the ESPYS. Uh, and the was intern he watching was the like, ESPYs? the intern was like, "Yo, are you watching Bill Russell on the ESPYS?" And then the next day, I get an email from my mom who's like, "Did you watch Bill Russell on the ESPYS?" And I'm like, oh, "What yeah. part? Of, what part of Bill Russell?" And <laughs> You think I like like well, did your two, you know me? Your two favorite things, Bill Russell and the ESPYS. Yeah, that's like I would, I would rather pull hangnails off. I would rather pull fucking hangnails off than watch Bill Russell and his. I I did. I if I was a tweeter, I had a great tweet, which was uh, the only thing. Oh, no shit! It's, uh, I don't want to fuck it up. Well, you already did. No, I did it. Just. Just wait. So you're gonna edit this in real smooth. Yeah. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, never mind. It was a good one. It was basically I, I and I won't even try to do it justice. But basically, I was saying that like the SBs were washed, and the uh, the only thing unwashed about the SBs was Bill Walton's hair. <laughs> now you're making me cough. Bronchitis, bitch. That's a bronchitis joke. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. That was pretty good. Thank That's you, good. thank yeah. you. Even though I shit it on it, I'm right. sorry. I, I, if I had Twitter, uh, me and my alt right fans would love that joke. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do think the Proud Boys would be do, so proud of you. <laughs> I do think that there's one. There is one part of this that I think is offensive. A that uh, Bill Russell uh, gets. Well, it's just one thing. Bill Russell is is considered this humanitarian, right? Yes. He's he's Mister. You know, he marched with Ali, and he was the first black coach at a college or something yep. along those lines. And, yep. and those things are all impressive, and and he does deserve, you know, a lifetime achievement or whatever. He's the fact he's still old and he's still vocal is 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 important. But you know who else is the highest scorer in NBA history. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but because the fucking he wouldn't give interviews, and because like the media hates him, like. He does. He, I don't understand why why Kareem has to sit there and applaud, you know, and smile and nod in the audience. Well, Bill Russell gets all of this praise. I mean, let's not forget, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Lou Alcindor. He was doing some. He's been a huge voice for not just black people but women as well. He's, uh, you know, he, I feel like he's been blacklisted, and and I don't understand why we're all pro Bill Russell, but like there's never any mention of Kareem. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two explanations or whatever you want to call it for this. Um, one, I think Kareem in the last couple of years has, has been doing a lot more uh, PR work and he goes on more like radio interviews and shows and stuff. And uh, I, I sort of see him um, in public more as a figure. Yeah. So I think he's even himself, he's trying to, I think he's sort of maybe changed whether it's his attitude or at least to try to change that perception that uh, people have of him. Okay. I think he's making a concerted effort for that. And two, Bill Russell's old as fuck. Like, <laughs> you got to give Bill Russell that, that award now, and then you can give Kareem this award, like, in a couple years, man. Okay, I'll buy that. Because I think, that. like, Bill Russell, I'm not sure, you know, and I love Bill Russell to death, man. And, uh, man, uh, don't say that. Don't say that. If you love him to death, you might just die. <laughs> That's all that it might take. It's just one family. Shit, I just, I just hexed Bill Russell. Russell. I just killed Bill Russell. No. I'm sorry, Bill. Dr. John, now Bill Russell. Jesus Christ. This podcast is cursed. Well, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not telling, we're not telling anyone news. No, uh, but not the reasons we think it is. It's totally different. Exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. Chris, as, uh, we're, as we're watching or as we're doing this podcast, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting trying to watch Summer League basketball. Oh. And it's the worst thing in the world. It's unwatchable. It's so unwatchable. And it... 75% of it has to do with the freaking commentators, actually. Oh, my God. Isaiah Thomas. I tried to watch some yesterday. Isaiah fucking Thomas, like, was commentating or doing something. I don't know if he was just there. I don't know if he was just, like, you know, hitting the the, the, the Vegas date rape scene or whatever he does. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. But I was like, this is – I can't even watch two minutes of this. Like, the the commentation is terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know if half of them use the team's commentators, too. And then sometimes it's, like, the ESPN guys or the NBA TV guys or something. I don't understand who – when and who's doing what here or whatnot. But it's it's really – it's really bad. I was like, if I got to listen to fucking Isaiah Thomas tell the story about yeah. how they fucking made the showers cold in the fucking <laughs> Motor City and call it Leprechaun <laughs> one more fucking time. God, I can't – like it was just painful. Oh. I could – uh, but I do. There are two highlights from the summer league that I I had that did put a couple fools on my radar. Okay. Uh, do you want to try to guess what they are, or do you do you want me to just tell you? Is Jackson Hayes one of them? Hell's yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a whole commentary about this thing too. But what's who? Uh, who's your second one? Is it Anthony Simons? No, it's Taco Fall. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> shit dude i can't believe he's undrafted i can't believe he's gonna end up on boston and be the next Giannis. like it's gonna happen i'm telling you taco fall is the next Giannis. it's happening taco fall is the next manu bowl like i'm sorry hey, but like he could, could do worse he could do worse yeah that's what i'm saying like he, he actually he'll be fine he'll have a career where manu bowl's kid is in like it's like pretty <laughs> <laughs> just like that this is the problem with with the whole summer leagues and and the highlight reels on these guys it was like the, it was like the thing last week or whatever when everyone was going crazy about zion because he like stripped the ball and manhandled kevin knox uh and then and then i think he threw down like a 
dunk or something like that because he stripped the ball from him or whatever. But the point, and my point is, is that that happened, yes. But then there's other highlights that people probably didn't see or, or they didn't show or they don't get all hyped up about is that Kevin Knox blocked the shit out of Zion on, a, on another play. And right. I think he dunked on someone else and stuff and everything. But no one's talking about that and stuff. So it's like this Jackson Hayes plays where like this is what the guy does. He, he gets alley-oops and he blocks shots and he and he dunks over people, you know, and it's like and it was impressive. But let's not you know how many times we do this every or people do this every year with the summer league where they're getting all you know excited about this dude. And, you know, he's going to be so great in the NBA, you know, come the regular season. And that never happens. So that's Kevin, so, Kevin Knox did that last year. Everyone's like, oh, shit, Kevin Knox. We even had a podcast about it. How I all of our Knicks friends I were know. just so excited for the season because of Kevin Knox. And Kevin Knox, I think, is good. He's I'm good. Not, I, he's still also 19. Right, right. So, so Taco Fall 7 7. Like, he's not going to, he's going to dunk over guys that are two feet shorter than him, but he's also going to get bullied and he's going to foul out all the time because everybody's he, two feet shorter than him. And, and I, and he did, he did play Zion well. Here's the thing I, the Jackson highlights, I think, are just fun. Right. I, I, I completely agree with what you were saying. Like, a guy with that much physical ability yeah. of course is going to power right. over people that are like lesser than right him. and he doesn't and he's and he's bigger than all these guys in the summer leagues but he's not bigger than the guys in the in normal nba rosters but what i saw from taco fall conversely is a guy that with some conditioning and a little bit of uh you know of i a little bit of like work on on his positioning and yeah probably is a he's definitely a, a foul you know he's he's a foul out machine he he's not a good college. defensive player he's just long and tall and he can block shots and but, but for an undrafted player wouldn't you take a waiver on him I, for sure for sure absolutely i him and and bull bull like i think you know bull bull i think actually bull might have drafted right and he might have a lot more skill or potent, potentially and he has an outside shot where tuckle fall is i mean he's one-dimensional at best i think and and that's sort of the problem where everyone's like reading too much into this where they don't realize he has a lot more weaknesses than strengths and he's what I, and he is the but, 15th guy on a team but what i like i disagree but because what i like about his game versus bull bull's game is that when you see him run the court he doesn't he looks like an athlete he doesn't look fragile bull bull looks like his old man he looks fragile like he looks like he could fall and break both his wrists. I, Taco Fall looks like a, a guy that like can actually run the court, and he's not. I mean, seven six. He's never going to be a great ball handler, but like I think there is a place for him. Yeah, he he's a second center, maybe a third center, maybe is a fifteenth guy. But I think he's worth a roster spot. That's all I'm saying. So okay, fine. Then that's fine. And I agree, he's worth a roster spot too. And I I might have. I don't know if I would have drafted him if I had the last pick in the draft. Maybe I would have done that or something. And, and and I don't know if unfortunately I don't know if he'll be on Boston or on Boston's roster come the season. I hope not. I hope not. I hope he's on. I hope he's on a team I likes roster. Right. And then, he, well, and I don't. I don't think they have room for him technically. You know, like I mean, they have a. I think they have way too many guys that they're gonna have to sort some things out on that on that roster anyway come the regular season. So, but yeah, I, you know, if he if he's if he's the backup for Embiid or something, that's fun, sure. You know, but like him trying to play against Embiid is not is not going to go well for him. Well, why couldn't you? I, I could see him like, what about like in a team that even is, Hassan Whiteside or somebody like that would would probably abuse Taco Fall. I I think Hassan Whiteside's good, first of all, but I I could see a guy like Taco Fall learning the game in like Sacramento from like in a maybe Vladi takes. A, I mean, fuck, Vladi took goddamn Kyle Guy. <laughs> like, why not take Taco Fall? <laughs> Kyle Guy, yeah, man, Kyle I'm Guy, with you on that one. Kyle Guy would not see a fucking. Well, not Kyle. I want to try to make a prediction. 
I don't. I don't want to say won't see a minute of basket of, of professional basketball. He's on a two way contract, so he'll he will get some play know, at some point. I know. I, yeah. I know. I just want to say, like, I want to say the maximum points that Kyle Guy will ever score in an NBA game is seven. Okay. You take the take the over or under on that. Uh, I would take the over because I think he could get like he'll hit like three threes and a couple free throws and he'll get like eleven or something in garbage time. Okay. So you take the over on seven. I would take the over on seven, but I would take the under on like fifteen or something. Oh, I would take the under. I th- I kind of feel you now. I see I, I see your point on three threes. I think it's like ten. Okay. I think he'll eleven. He'll never see double digits. I would I would go as far as to say he'll never see double digits. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll just barely crack double digits. Uh, if Kyle Guy scores double digits in the NBA, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna I do? Don't know. I'm trying to think of what I could do. Intern, write this down. Mark yeah, this one. Intern, what, what, Chris, do you have any thoughts? I mean, just buying a Kyle Guy jersey isn't isn't good enough. Like, oh. it has to be something. I will. Kyle Guy I tattoo? Will, I will shave Kyle Guy's number into the side <laughs> of my head. I want a tattoo, Chris. I'm not getting a fucking Kyle Guy tattoo. That's basically, like it, that's basically like getting a swastika. Like, that's, <laughs> it's the same thing. Everybody's like, is that a Proud Boy tattoo? It's the most white power (laughs) tattoo ever. Yeah, there's no way way to discern that's not like (laughs) Hitler Youth tattoo. (laughs) Fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, shave the shave the shave the number in your well, head. You know what? Here's the thing: if, if if our listeners can come up with something better, I'll, yep. I'll do it. Let's let's put it to a poll. Yep. Let's put it to a poll, and it's it's a lifelong bet. It's a lifelong bet, and I mean, and not summer league it has no, to be in a, NBA. a regulation NBA NBA yep. basketball game. He has to score double digits. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Never fucking happen. And then I'm gonna buy you his jersey. Just a, I, just a little a cherry on the top, then. I mean, I wish. I, yeah, we got it. So, there's got to be something great uh, that we could come up with here. I, 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 I put it on you, dear listeners. One of our, fu- one of, fu- one of the, our two or three listeners will probably come up with something good. Oh, at least, at least one of our two listeners will. Yeah. At least one. I don't yeah. know which one it'll be. Maybe it's, actually, maybe the guy who created our new logo for us can like design something with like Kyle Guy and his face or something for us to. Uh, I'm not getting a fucking tattoo. Not a yeah. tattoo, but just like something you know that like. You know, just sort of something, some Ryan graphic Rinaldi, or something that we can. Uh, Rinaldi, if you still listen, out, if you're out there, <laughs> g- give us something. Try, try, try to try to hit us. Try mm-hmm. to hit us. Um, all right, Chris. Uh, do you have? Where are we at with the time on this? I've, I'm so lost. I wow. feel like we, we we've been able to fill uh, three quarters of an hour. Oh, good. How about that? Um, should we talk about any other sports besides basketball? I feel like we really have neglected uh, things like, oh, I don't know, the home run derby or. <laughs> <laughs> Stop I don't, it. I don't Stop fucking it. know. Oh, I know what we can talk about. The, the era and the dawn of robot umpires is here, Chris. What? The, the Atlantic League just had their... Oh, uh, they started? Yeah, they well, they did it for the, their all-star game. Oh, they didn't do it for... I thought they were doing it for the regular season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. what I I, uh, I didn't research it that much, so I don't know if they, they started doing it or stopped or whatever they were doing, but... Um, um, they did it for the All-Star game. And so it's – although I, I, I'm, I feel like we've been lied to a little bit here now because it's not robots. It's just electronic umpiring call, calls and uh, strikes here or whatever. I'm um, seeing in the Washington Post the headline reads, Robot umpire calls first professional baseball game with one hitch and no controversy. Yeah. So, so they have like these electronic sensors or whatever. It, it, it 
calls the ball a strike. It relays it to the umpire who's wearing a Bluetooth headphone. Okay. And I think the guy checks his phone just to make sure it's like a backup or something to look. Who He's also in position, though. So what I didn't realize is that there is potential problems with this, is that the, if, if the ball were to bounce or something, say, and then bounce, so it hits the ground before it hits the, you know, over the crosses the plate and then bounces back up and crosses into the strike zone area, they would, the, the, the electronic robot would still, or the electronic umpire would still think it's a, it's a ball or a strike. I mean, I get, why, why would it, I'm sure, dude, they just fucking came up with a, a computer that can be anyone in Texas hold them. Like they could come up with a fucking, a sensor that's like, oh, it was in the ball. It hit the fucking ground. I mean, there's got to be a way. I mean, this eventually, is, I'm sure they can they, get to that. But I, so I do like the I, fact they that they could get to it. They could get to it now. To me, this uh, now it's also the independent league or the Atlantic league. They, they, they probably don't have a, a lot of funds for this to like exactly. make this right. Exactly. And it, but it's putting their it's putting their name out there. Also, it's setting them up for the best Bluetooth like earpiece sponsor yeah. ever. Bose. This is like Bose. This is Bo- This has got Bose written all over. Totally. It. I mean, I see. In the picture, the ump's wearing an, an iPhone. Yeah, uh, headset, but, but yeah. he's not. That won't last. No, 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 Apple, no. Apple doesn't yeah. give a shit about baseball. They're, right. They're, they're they're about looking forward and not a uh, hundred years. And back. the only problem that has come or kind of came of this is that it's just a, the whole thing's like a little slower now, where oh. he has to wait. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, baseball's slow enough as it is, so now you have to it wait a couple be, extra seconds. The thing is, is that it should be fast. I think that this is encouraging that a it happened because we've op- the door has been opened. Yep. And that's that's huge, especially in the world of cameras and replay. It should be just as huge in the world of sports or, or the world of baseball. Yeah. Also, it's good for the Atlantic League, which I've never watched, but I know I have some friends, Eric, one of them, who's a listener, uh, who like the Atlantic Atlantic League. They say it's like it's a fun time to go to these games. I think they go see they go watch like Somerset or some shit like that. So, okay. <laughs> so I would uh, I would. Yeah, Somerset. They play in Bridgewood or Bridgewater. Oh, right. Because so, it's like it's like the whole like Delaware, Baltimore, Maryland area or something like that. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so Lancaster Barnstormers. There we that's go. probably my team, right? <laughs> or maybe I'm closer to York. I don't know. Maybe. I, whichever one I, I would. Uh, or maybe there's really like a Trenton team or something you can like. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I'm feeling the Lancaster Barnstormers. Okay. All right. Like, that's it. They play at Clipper Magazine Stadium, you know, because you know, I know how much you like Clipper Magazine. Uh, <laughs> I can't stop reading it. Uh, but I, I, I do I have sales hat now. So. I want to. Lo- I want to go to one of these games. I'm All going right. to a fight. You should. Sure. Fun- so the is other there, thing I didn't. This is a game to get drunk at. It's this game. Oh, like, for I, there, sure. Like, there's it, definitely beer sales through the ninth inning. You're not there's doing anything else there. Like, I mean, that's not. Yeah. Right. Um, the I other thing. The one part of the story I wanted to get to too is I didn't know this. No, that's fine. Is that apparently MLB actually owns the Atlantic League? Well, there is no independent leagues. Right. Well, so, but they're not all minor league teams, though, are they? For the for the no, they're not a farm team, but there are no there are no independent. That's how. That's why the Major League Baseball has to share revenue with the guys that used to have the the, the Portland uh, Mavericks, is because they were the last independent team to hold out from MLB and got a 1% revenue share from cable cable uh, broadcast. I didn't know I didn't know that was a baseball thing too. Yeah, you, have you not have you not watched The Battered Bastards of Baseball? No, I don't think so. Oh my god, Chris. This is it's one of the greatest documentaries ever. Did you ever have you ever been to a baseball game in Portland? Uh Maine or no, Oregon. Oregon? No, no. 
Oh, my see, my grandpa used to take me to Oregon Ducks games when I was a kid. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, or Portland, no, sorry, Portland Beavers, not Oregon Ducks. Portland Beavers games. Uh, that was the like that they were the Twins uh, minor league team that played in this awesome stadium in Portland, like downtown, that had like a wall, like it was like right in the thick of downtown. And it's also where it's originally where these guys, the Portland Mavericks, used to play, and they made a documentary about it, which you should fucking watch. It's okay. incredible. Right. The lineage of this team, it was, like, run by, like, Jeff Bridges' dad or some shit. Or, like, oh. no, Kurt Russell's dad ran the team. And the guy that invented, like, Big League Chew played, like, outfield. Like, it's it's incredible. The whole movie is incredible. Watch it. Today. <laughs> that guy just died who invented Big League Chew. Really? Yeah, he's the, he was a pitcher for, like, the Yankees and everything. And then he wrote that book. Um, they were just I just saw the stories on this. And, like, he wrote this book back in the 70s or whatever that sort of blew the door open on, like, what goes behind the scenes on, like, baseball and athletes and stuff and You're people right, basically right. blackballed him from from baseball because he, he wasn't his name like huff like charlie huff or, or yeah, jim booten yeah booten yeah right ball four yeah ball, ball four. four right and then apparently he he's the one that actually like invented and, and started big league chew as well like this is that's crazy so you gotta watch this movie okay. I, I implore you to, right. today in fact watch it today i'll i'll, you, I'll look for it you, you will love it. It's it's a it's a wonderful story, and it, it has a happy ending, which you don't find that often in in uh, documentaries these true, days. They all true. seem to be like people that like false confess murdering their parents and then end up in jail for it. <laughs> but my point with this whole thing, though, is that <laughs> that's not your point. That's not your point. No, what's your point? Sorry. My point with all the MLB owning the Atlantic League is that this is actually an easier pathway for them to implement this sooner rather than later in Major League Baseball. Oh. Right. Wow. Way to think it through, Chris. That's, right. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway. See, I I didn't think the Atlantic League was was owned by baseball, but then I remembered this movie, so of course it was. Right. So that, that I fact checked it uh, <laughs> using using <laughs> da- dated memory of me watching a documentary about uh, five years. That's ago. the yeah. that's the best kind of facts you uh, you could yeah. come with. Yeah. That's as close as you're going to get to fact checking <laughs> on not for nothing. Wait till we have Alzheimer's. Yeah. This is be, Who this needs Google when we got memories? Exactly. Fuck Google. I got a memory for yeah, fuck's sake. That's right. That's right. Mike Schmidt hit the most home runs of any player ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have something I wanted to bring up, oh. and I and I I might hold. I'm you know I'm gonna save it for next week because I want to give the proper credit to the to the gentleman that said it. Okay. But I've been listening to a lot of sports radio in Pittsburgh, Ooh. and. The, and dude, Pittsburgh sports radio—they don't give a fuck. Oof. It's crazy. Uh-oh. The shit, that, the shit that they fucking talk about—you would not hear on New York sports radio. Like they, 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 it's not like they aren't PC. They just take unpopular takes, which is so refreshing to hear. Like guys shit on Bud Selig. Like I was like, I'm home. I'm home, baby. Finally, I made it. Great. I can't wait. That's brilliant. Uh, so you got anything else or should we peace out? No, I think we should just peace out with that, definitely. All right, good. Uh, so next week, uh, you'll be in Italy. Uh, I think we, well, we can do one maybe before I leave. So let, we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe we can do an emergency before okay. I, I leave the I've country gotta, podcast. Let's do, let's do an emergency before you leave. But let me tease. We're going to have a uh, – while you're gone, I've got – I've lined up uh, the infamous Benmo to come on and do a full episode of Bill Simmons Shit Talk. Ooh. So – yeah, it's nice. going to be great. I'm proud of it's you. It's going to be great. We're going to do it. I'm sorry so, to miss that. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, tough shit. You go to fucking vacation once every uh, you know, two weeks. You got to get a piper. Right. Totally. I get it. It's fine.
Alright, Crystal, get the fuck out of here. Alright, bye! <laughs>